Welcome to the Food Foundation's Pod Bites, our thoughts and analysis about this week's news and events. I'm Joe Ralling and I'm Head of Campaigns at the Food Foundation. And I want to tell you a bit about a couple of the big reports that came out this week talking about child health and how we can fix the NHS. I started this week taking a look at the Academy of Medical Science report on children's health. It starts with some pretty stark facts. Infant survival in the UK is 60% worse than in other OECD nations. The UK is now sitting at 30th out of 49 countries. There's also been a rise in infant mortality between 2014 and 2017, and it's disproportionately affecting kids in the poorest areas of the country. For each increase in deprivation level, relative infant mortality risk increases by 10%. Obesity rates in children are increasing, with those living in the most deprived areas twice as likely to be obese as those in the least deprived areas. And demands on children's mental health services are soaring. We also have some of the lowest breastfeeding rates compared to other high-income countries. We rank 15 out of 19. And our childhood vaccination rates have also fallen below WHO recommendations. Low household income is significantly associated with low uptake of the measles, mumps and rubella vaccine. And dental extractions remain the top reason our kids are admitted to hospital, with a quarter of all five-year-olds affected by decay. And finally, the air we breathe is cited as the leading cause of asthma in our children. It all adds up to a whopping bill. 16 billion could be saved if we did more in the early years. And the report calls on government to prioritise health and well-being in our very youngest children. If we reverse these frightening trends, they also cite reducing inequality to be a top priority. Children born in the poorest fifth of families in the UK are 12 times more likely to experience a series of poor health and educational outcomes by the age of 17 compared to their more affluent peers. The bottom line is the earlier we intervene, the better the outcomes in terms of protecting against chronic disease in adulthood. This report's a powerful piece of work and let's hope it's read by our policymakers. On Tuesday, I headed to London to attend the launch of the Times Health Commission report. It was chaired by the Times columnist Rachel Sylvester, who'd recruited a distinguished team of 18 commissioners with backgrounds in business, medicine, science, sport and policy. A lot of them were there at the launch event. Tony Gallagher, the editor of The Times, kick-started the event by saying they hoped the report would be a catalyst for change, and there was certainly a lot of positivity and energy in the room. On the whole, the 10 recommendations contained in the report are pragmatic, practical and deliverable, and all based on a lot of case studies and evidence. It represents a clear to-do list for any incoming government to help tackle the current crisis in our beloved NHS. There was a lot of emphasis throughout the day on prevention and using tech and AI to help join the current disjointed health service. Calls for digital passports so that GPs, doctors and pharmacists could all access the same medical records. Shockingly, we learnt that currently we only spend about 1% of the NHS budget on tech, whereas that figure is 5% in the United States. Even more shocking was that 10% of our hospitals are still working on a paper-only system. 
Other recommendations looked at weekend surgery to reduce waiting lists, reducing student loans to help incentivise people to stay with the NHS, and they all seemed really sensible and achievable ideas. As did the introduction of a no-blame culture to help the NHS learn from clinical mistakes. This case was passionately argued for by James Titcombe, who chairs the Patient Safety Watch and tragically lost his son Joshua at nine days to sepsis. However, it was the section on obesity which was really exciting for the Food Foundation, as so many of the things we campaigned for were included in the recommendations. Prue Leith did a fabulous job of laying out the case for the expansion of the sugar tax and the importance of delivering on the delayed legislation on junk food advertising and the importance of tackling using cartoons on packaging that obviously incentivises children to want unhealthy food. Chris Van Tulliken then delivered a brilliant argument for the vital importance of clear labouring to help signpost people to ultra-processed food and showed us how it would look if we introduced the black hexagon that's already in use across South America. Victoria Aitkins, the Secretary of State, made an appearance and said that the report clearly laid out some innovative ideas, but felt the government had already made quite a lot of progress with its work on the NHS app. And they have a plans to increase its functions over the next few months so we can all book more doctor's appointments and get our vaccinations on time. I wasn't quite clear how she felt that was going to reduce the country's growing obesity epidemic, but she had some funky multicoloured red and blue nail varnish on, which helped distract me and I think was her way of showing a clear love for NHS blue logos. West Streeting came out very strongly on fruit and veg and clearly acknowledged the importance of getting the country to eat more of them. He was excited by the thought of buy one, get one free offers in the veg aisle of supermarkets, which would, of course, be a great improvement on the current junk food deals. But only if we can find a way of guaranteeing our farmers get a fair price in the process. He fell short of committing to the expansion of the sugary drinks tax that the report calls for. But as he was saying, this was due to the Labour wanting to be sensitive during the current cost of living crisis, Let's be hopeful that they can return to this policy idea in the future. Overall, it was a great day out. I felt excited that food and prevention was so central to the day's events and more positive than I have done for a while that we can and will make progress on improving the health and well-being of our nation's children. God knows they deserve it. Thanks for listening. As we head towards the next general election, the Food Foundation is calling on policymakers to recognise the central importance of the food system in shaping the nation's health and wealth. Click on the link to the Food Foundation manifesto in the show notes and make sure you subscribe to this podcast to keep up with the latest analysis on what makes healthier food really matter.